0: Welcome to Henson's latest health and social care podcast. My name's Jill Baker and I've got Philippa Doyle with us today from our health and social care advisory team. The Department of Health and Social Care has released some new guidance at the end of August surrounding the reintroduction of continuing health care assessments, which takes effect from the 1st of September. Philippa is going to just give us a little bit of a summary and her thoughts and some sort of background on this guidance.
1: Thank you, Jill. This is very welcome guidance for everybody that works in the uh, CHC, continuing health care arena. So although it's aimed at CCGs uh, and what systems and processes they now need to reintroduce, it's actually very relevant guidance for anybody working in an acute trust um, that's involved in the discharge process. Uh, it's relevant for social care providers who are supporting individuals either uh, in a, a care home or through supported living or into their own homes. It's also going to be relevant for local authorities who will start to pick up a greater share of funding. And it's also very relevant for those individuals and their families who may need to start contributing to a package of care that has so far been funded by the NHS throughout the lockdown period since March. So the key points to be aware of is that, uh, as Jill mentioned in the introduction, the CHC assessment process will now recommence with effect from the first of September 2020. Um, so uh, li- a little less uh, than a week's time. Any CCG staff that have been redeployed during the pandemic are, are going to need to return to post and and restart the assessments that they were previously used to doing. Uh, so there may be a challenge uh, and a there for the CCGs in terms of uh, sorting those staff arrangements out, making sure that people can take annual leave, uh, any retraining that might be required to get them back into post. The priority is for assessments, three-month reviews and annual reviews, which haven't taken place since uh, lockdown started in March, um, will now need to occur as a priority. Uh, So timetabling those and, and putting the resource allocation in place Uh, will be very important to manage that backlog of cases. Um, There's also going to be a a change in process as well that's going to be introduced from the 1st of September um, in relation to the operation of a discharge to assess model uh, and the responsibilities that CCGs will have in line with uh, hospital staff in relation to the separately available guidance relating to hospital discharge uh, service policy and the operating model Um, that splits uh, those individuals being discharged from hospital into four different categories. Uh, CCGs and uh, those CHC teams that operate through CSUs uh, are encouraged to work closely uh, as ever uh, with local authority colleagues um, and also to give consideration where appropriate that patients might only need to be assessed once uh, as opposed to sometimes this occurring twice through a a CHC assessment and also through a CARE Act assessment. Um, If there is a plan to go down that route uh, and look at single assessments, then it's very important that there is a process that's been agreed between CCGs and their local authority counterparts um, that sets out how that will work, uh, including, most importantly, a process for managing any disputes around eligibility and funding. I think it's important to underline to everybody that the national framework for NHS continuing healthcare and NHS-funded nursing care has not changed. So any processes followed and decisions taken must continue to adhere to those pre-existing requirements. In terms of information sharing, uh, and in particular going to to families and individuals. Um, information should as ever be as clear as possible. I would very sincerely hope that um, when individuals uh, were discharged from hospital throughout the, the lockdown period, that it's been made very clear to them at that point that there would come a period in time when they may have to contribute to the costs of their care. And it is likely that that period of time is going to come upon us fairly shortly. And certainly the priority for CCGs will be to look at those cases that they're currently funding, where in in normal and inverted commas times, they would not be funding um, those packages of care. Uh, And these are the ones that are going to be prioritized in terms of um, where uh, funding needs to be shifted either to the local authority or possibly to the family. Those cases need to be handled very consistently and very carefully and, as I say, it should follow on from hopefully very clear information that had been provided to those individuals and their families previously around the likelihood of them having to fund at some point in the future. As ever, assurance and governance processes do need to be as robust as ever around decision making, auditing, peer review and regular situation reports as to how the deferred decisions are now being progressed. Uh, Certainly NHS England and Improvement are likely to be following up with CCGs wanting to know how they're progressing through the the backlog of cases uh, and addressing those deferred decisions in a a timely way. Uh, Another point to address is the new discharge to assess process uh, that I mentioned earlier. Um, this will allow assessments to occur within the first six weeks post discharge from hospital. Uh, CCGs are being given additional funding um, to provide rehabilitation and reablement services to people discharged from hospital in that first six weeks. Um, so it's important to ensure that uh, assessments are carried out within that six-week period, um, and that decisions are made as quickly as possible within that six week period um, as to where the funding responsibilities uh, are going to lie in the future. Because certainly after the six weeks, normal funding rules will apply. Uh, this additional funding is only available for that first six weeks. So CCGs and local authorities will want to agree a process as quickly as possible regarding from uh, funding from week seven for those cases where a final determination has not yet been reached. Uh, So as I say, uh, individuals who are funded through COVID discharge arrangements between the 19th of March and the 31st of August uh, need to be reviewed uh, as a priority as soon as practicable and moved on to traditional funding uh, arrangements uh, and CCGs are going to be reviewed against the process for achieving this. Um, So there's lots to do. Uh, and lots happening uh, for CCGs in a short space of time uh, and and lots to focus on moving forwards. Um, Hemsons, as ever, have many colleagues who are familiar with the the CHC process uh, and regrettably all the issues that can arise uh, in in disputes and and controversy over eligibility and funding arrangements. Um, So do get in touch with either myself or colleagues in, in any of our offices Um, for uh, discussions around any review of any new processes or dispute resolution procedures that might be required. Uh, And of course, if there are any disputes that are arising, um, then we're always very happy to advise and assist on the resolution of those issues.
0: Thanks, Philippa, that's really helpful. As you say, an awful lot for CCGs to do in a short space of time, and um, if they do need, you know, if, if any of you would like Philippa's sort of contact details, you'll find them on our website, alongside um, other podcasts and information on, on other areas that um, that Hemsons is allowed is, is able to help with. That's www.hemsons.co.uk. Finally, as always, I do need to say that this podcast includes opinion and interpretation which we consider is correct at the time of recording, but you should always seek legal advice on your own particular situation. Thank you very much.